I hope you're ready, friend, because today I've got some thoughts for you. I recently on social media saw a coach talking about how copywriting is unnecessary because it's actually like manipulative and why would you know why would I want to trick my audience into buying things from me um so I don't I don't do copy and I was like oh that's interesting <laughs> that's that's an interesting perspective um so I wanted to talk about it because I don't I mean if one person has a thought they're not likely the only person that has that thought. So we talk about it. Is copywriting manipulative? <laughs> um, like, is it is it just a ploy to get people to buy things? We're going to talk a little bit about, like, I'm sharing some thoughts that I have on, um, you know, using psychology. Is that something that you can implement in your marketing plan as a Christian entrepreneur? Is that something that you should be doing? Um, because it's not, or, you know, is it or is it not? human-centered. So I've got some thoughts for you. <laughs> so yeah, I hope you're ready for this because we're just going to have a conversation about whether copywriting is manipulative or not. Uh, so it should be interesting for you to think about. And I'm, I'm going to share some like different copywriting strategies as we break them down and talk about them. And I bet you don't even know that these are copywriting strategies. They're so commonly used, you probably don't even know that you're already doing copy by using these, which is kind of interesting. So yeah, this could be a lot of fun. Let's get into this. Grow your Christian business with me, Sarah Beisel. This is a podcast for Christian women who want to build crazy successful businesses with God at the center of it all. We're about to dig into biblical marketing strategies and build a firm foundation for your business that's rooted in biblical truth. If you want to make money in your business, but nothing seems to be working no matter how hard you try, then it's time to create a custom marketing plan that's designed around who God created you to be. So say goodbye to confusion and hello to a content strategy that's filled with God's peace and freedom. Speaking of um, Bible-based businesses and biblical marketing plans, have you grabbed my biblical marketing blueprint yet? This is my free resource, my free gift to you, my amazing podcast listeners. It, it walks you through um, the six pillars of my program, A Firm Foundation, and it gives you some information about what these pillars are, how to implement this um, structure into your business in a way that is biblically grounded and also going to set you up for success with your marketing plan. I link to tons of different podcast episodes that go more um, in-depth into all of the different topics, and I've got some exercises in there to help you work through these concepts and start implementing them in your business. It's a really cool resource. I'm really, really proud of it. And if you don't already have it, I want you to go get it. It's free. <laughs> it's free. It's like this huge document with so much information. I'm giving it to you for free because I want you to succeed in setting up a marketing plan for your business that that makes sense for you. So go to uh, sarahbeisel.com slash blueprint. The link is also in the show notes. And go get this thing for free and start like putting it into practice in your business. <laughs> go take this. It's so good. Um, and there's some information in there. Like some of these concepts that you'll find in the blueprint are um, based on some of the things that I do with my copywriting clients, which brings us to the topic of today's podcast, which is 
copywriting. So I am a copywriter by trade. Um, it's how I started my business and I, it's something I continue to do with clients all the time. Um, I love copywriting, so I'm not ashamed of it as a profession or as um, a thing that you need in your business. And I, I do very much believe that businesses need to have copy. Um, so that's why I was so like taken aback by this coach's perspective. Now I'm not gonna I'm not gonna name names because we're not here to like this isn't like a gossip session. We're not here for that. Um, but it is important to to bring up the fact that people have opinions like this because she's going out to tell her audience and to tell her clients and her um, students um, or whatever type of work she does. She's out there telling people, you don't need copy. You don't need a copywriter. You don't need to do these things in your business. If you do them, you're just manipulating people. And spoiler alert, we're going to be talking about this, but spoiler alert, copywriting is not inherently manipulative at all, like at all. And, and it's very frustrating to see these kinds of narratives out there because, first of all, you're putting my job at risk here, lady. But <laughs> it's also just not true. And you're setting people up for, um, for potential failure because they may think now they don't ever need to hire a copywriter. And if they want their business to really grow into something monumental, at some point, you're going to want to hire a copywriter. If you ever want to run ads, you're going to want a copywriter. Um, if you're about to invest in a huge, um, in a launch, you want your copywriter to, you absolutely want a copywriter to write your sales funnel, your emails, your landing pages, your sales page. You want all of those things to be as perfect as they can be. Um, so to minimize any issues that you're going to have with all of that, right? Um, it's maybe not the first thing that you're going to invest in in your business because, you know, you want to make sure that you can serve your clients. Um, you Maybe you want a website. Um, there's lots of other things that are important to invest in, but a copywriter is one of them at some point in your business. The other reason that this frustrated me and the reason that I wanted to dedicate an episode to talk about it is because she actually uses a lot of copywriting techniques in her content. And I just find it so ironic that people are going out there saying, oh, you don't need a copywriter. I don't like copy. Copy's manipulative. And then she's going and using copywriting techniques. This is the thing is a lot of copywriting techniques you don't even know that you're using because they're so like intuitive. They're so common sense. They're so natural that you just use them without even thinking. <laughs> and so that's what like I think is so interesting about this whole um, conversation because I know that people are wary of copywriting. Is it a little bit too um, precise. You know, you're not just allowing yourself to show up and connect with your audience. Oh, you are using psychological concepts. Isn't that like, isn't that not putting the person first and putting the human first in your marketing? But here's the thing. In order to connect with people, you have to understand how people think. And that's psychology is understanding how people think. It's not like this big, scary, woo-woo thing, right? It's just like, oh, this is how the brain works. This is how people tend to work. So why don't we um, build systems that like work with the way that we work, right? Um, and so that's really what copywriting is about. Is It's about understanding how people think, how they make decisions, um, how they process information, and then using that information to 
guide them on a journey. You're not forcing anyone to do anything, right? You're not holding people at gunpoint saying, buy this product or I'm going to shoot you, right? You're just saying, hey, here's this really cool thing. You probably need it. If you need it, <laughs> go buy it, right? And so that's kind of the gist of copywriting. Um, so, but, but, and here's the thing, like everything that is human, there's potential for it to be flawed. Of course, there's potential for it to be manipulative. We're human beings and we're not perfect. And especially when these techniques are used by people that are not grounded in biblical truths, it's much easier for them to use it in a more manipulative way, right? And so whether copywriting is manipulative or not is entirely down to the way that you use it. And so that's the main takeaway that I really want you to have from this episode. Um, so what I wanted to do was present to you four different copywriting techniques that you probably use every single day, every single week in your business without even noticing that you use them. Um, and we're going to break down whether they're manipulative, whether they're not, and where that boundary lies for people or for you. So just help you sense check and make sure that you're not accidentally, not that you would be accidentally manipulating people. I don't think that's possible to accidentally do these things, but um, just to, you know, help you understand what the difference between using this in a good way is and using it in a, in a manipulative way would be, right? So let's break this down. The first thing here is a value comparison. This is a really, really common technique. This is basically saying something along the lines of, um, my coaching program has XYZ, ABC in it. The value of all of these things is worth, it's probably worth $5,000, but if you buy it, you're going to get it for just $9.97. So it's worth $5,000, but you're only paying $1,000. You see this all the time. We all do it. And it's a, it's a copywriting technique, but it's, it's really, really common. And so many people use this, whether they think about it being a copy technique or not. And it's really helpful for people because it helps them understand that like the value of what they're paying for, right? People get sticker shock and they see $1,000, like, oh my gosh, I don't think I could pay $1,000. But when you show them, hey, like it's probably worth $5,000, all of these components. So look at all this value that you're getting, but you don't have to pay all of that. And so it's just helping people conceptualize like the price of something, the actual value of something. It's really, really, it's, it's helpful for people. Now, this is inherently not manipulative, but it can be in, in two ways. So either um, the value isn't accurate and you're saying that the value is way, way, way higher than it actually is. So, you know, let's say I was running like a masterclass or something, right? And I offered coaching. Now, if I did a one-on-one -on -one coaching session, my current prices for that are $150, right? So I could say, you know, sign up for the masterclass and you're going to get um, a coaching session worth $150. That would be an accurate value comparison, right? But if I said, oh, sign up for this masterclass and you'll get a coaching session worth $900, that's me being a bit manipulative because a coaching session is not worth $900 ordinarily, right? That's me kind of lying <laughs> in order to try and get you to sign up, right? So 
That's one way that this technique could be manipulative. The other way that it could be manipulative is that is if you say that the real price is limited, but it's not actually limited. And so what I mean by this is sometimes you will see people do um, like discounts. And I, I, I'm using air quotes. You can't see that I'm using air quotes. They quote unquote offer discounts where they'll say normally the price of this course is $997, but just this weekend only, you can get it for $99 or you can get it for $100. Um, and that's actually not the case. They never offer it anywhere for $900. They only ever offer it at that $200 price point or whatever. I see people do this and I've clued into it and it's actually quite frustrating. Um, like this is actually quite a common manipulation that people use and it, it really frustrates me that, that this is a thing that people do. But in their minds, they're not manipulating because they're like, oh, I, I could offer it at that, but they never do. Like there's someone, another business coach I see all the time that's like, oh, you know, this masterclass is normally $900, but you can sign up for free. And I don't think I've ever seen them charge $900. They only ever offer it for free. So that's an example of being a little bit manipulative because it's not accurate what you're doing. Right. So most of the time, not manipulative, right? It's just saying this is what it's worth, but this is what you're paying. And it's a very good way to help people get on board with the price. So technique number two, let's move, let's move on or we'll be here all night. Technique number two are CTAs, call to actions. Now, yes, asking for the sale is actually a copywriting technique. It's the main difference between content and copy. Copy actually helps people buy something, make a purchase. Content is just there to entertain, to do something educational, to have fun. So if you write a piece of content and then at the end you ask someone to buy something, you're using copywriting skills. And is that manipulative? Absolutely not. Asking people to buy things? Absolutely not manipulative because you're not forcing them. You're just saying, if you'd like to buy this thing, here's the link. Just give people the option. And just as a side note, I see so many people say that they're afraid to drop the links to their offers after pieces of content because they're afraid of being salesy. They're afraid of being pushy. What on earth is pushy about just putting a link on a piece of content and letting people decide if they want to click on it or not? Most of the time, they're not going to click on it. You're not pushing anything on anyone. You're just putting it on a platter and saying, hey, would you like this appetizer? And they're going, oh, actually, yeah, I'd love that appetizer. Thank you. Or they go, no, thank you. And then you walk on to the next person, right? Like it's not pushy at all. You're just saying, here's the thing. Do you want? So putting links and asking for the sale, not pushy, not manipulative. It's a standard part of being a business owner. So yes, it's a copywriting technique. No, it's not manipulative. Technique three, objection handling. Now, I, I have some thoughts on objection handling. <laughs> I think I wrote a piece of content about this recently, actually. Um, I don't believe that we should handle objections by just telling people that their problems aren't valid and that they should just sign up regardless. Um, because objection, so objection handling has the potential to be very manipulative if not done correctly. And that's why I wanted to bring this up because it's really important to do, but you have to do it in the right way. Um, objection handling, in case you don't know, is, you know, when people traditionally you would get on a sales call and you would, you know, tell people all about your offer. And then they would say, oh, 
I'm not sure if we can afford that. And then you would say something like, oh, I understand that you don't think that you can afford it, but can you really afford to not invest in this thing? Um, if you invest right now, then maybe you'll save all of this money in the future. And then they go, yeah, well, I guess I see your point, but I'm just really not sure it's a smart decision for my business right now. And you go, oh, I understand that you've got a lot of decisions to make, but this is the best thing that you can do right now because you're going to be missing out on X, Y, Z if you don't do it. You know, so that's the kind of traditional idea of objection handling. People object or have a question or have a concern and you quote unquote handle it by basically telling them, yeah, that's not valid and this is why. <laughs> that's the very manipulative way to do this. So you can do objection handling really humanely. And this is what this is the way that I like to do it. So I I really don't like to quote unquote handle objections in the traditional way. I think it's really like unfair, it's disgusting, it's kind of pushy. I used to do it and it was awful and I don't do it anymore and I'm so glad. Um, and so there's a couple of different ways that you can do objection handling more humanely. Maybe we'll just do a whole podcast episode on this at some point because um, I have a lot of thoughts about this. <laughs> um, so two quick ways that you can think about this is use your content to address people's fears or concerns. So, you know, you could write a post about, well, what if I don't get a result, right? That's a big question that people have. What if I, um, what if I sign up and I don't get the results? So maybe you write a piece of content that is a testimonial of someone getting some results or you're you sharing a bit about your method and how it helps people get the results. Or maybe you write a piece of content talking about all the ways that you're going to support them through the, um, through the coaching program or, you know, whatever it is that you're doing. So of course you're going to help them get that result. Um, maybe they're worried about whether they're going to get a return on investment. So again, you could share a testimonial of someone else that got a return on investment. Um, so whatever those fears um, or objections that your your audience has for your offers, think about how you could create some content to talk about those so that you can kind of help them work through those thoughts and feelings before they get on a call with you, before they get to your sales page. So you don't have to handle the objections. You're helping them process those thoughts in advance. Another way that you can do is uh, to make this more huma humane is actually to just validate people's feelings. Um, it you know if you do are if you do like to do sales calls as part of your business and you know people it does come to the end and you ask them you know do you have any questions um, about about this and they say oh you know I'm just it's a lot of money and you can just go yeah I know it is a lot of money I I, I appreciate that which is why I don't want to force you to make a decision right now. Um, we can, you know, chat again in a couple of days if you need to talk to your partner about it or, hey, like I get it. It's a lot of money. I have payment plans if that helps, you know, bring the costs down or something like that, right? Validating what's going on in their mind is going to be a really, really good way to make them more comfortable and help them make a better, a better decision. And they're going to trust you more because you're coming alongside them rather than like throwing stuff in their face. Um, so yeah, that's all I'm going to say about that right now, because like I say, I think that should be a whole podcast episode on objections. Um, so I'm going to stop that one right now because I will be here for like an hour if <laughs> if you let me. <laughs> uh, OK, so let's move on to the last um, technique to talk about today, which are uh, which is benefits, mentioning the benefits. So you do this all the time. I guarantee you do. And if you don't, you're not doing your content right either. And that's a conversation that we should have. But you need to share the benefits of your offers. And that is copywriting. That is like 
copywriting 101. Talk about the benefits. Talk about the outcomes. Talk about, you know, the transformation that your person is going to have. Is that manipulative? No, absolutely not. You need to be able to tell someone what your offer does for them. And that is not in any way manipulative. A lot of times people just don't buy from you because they don't understand what your offer is, right? You're not Apple. You don't have like the benefit of being a business that's been around for 30 years with millions and billions of users. And you don't have people like lining up out of a store for days because you've got a product that's about to be released that's the exact same as the one before, but people don't care. They're going to go buy it anyway because they love Apple so much, right? You're not Apple. Maybe one day you could be Apple. That's not where your business is right now, right? You need to tell people <laughs> what the thing is that they want that they could potentially be buying, right? Because they don't know. They need to understand. They need help processing that information. So it is absolutely not manipulative to tell people, hey, my offer is actually pretty cool. It's going to help you do this thing. And that's a pretty cool thing to be able to do. <laughs> do you want to do this thing together? That's not manipulative at all. It's only manipulative if you're lying or you're making false promises, you're guaranteeing things you can't like, per, like provide. But that's when it's manipulative, right? But if you're being honest um, about the benefits, you know, like I'm going to help you create a solid foundation in your business based in biblical principles so that you can grow a business based on um, like putting God first, putting humans first in your business. And that's the foundation for growing, right? That's my promise. That's one of my benefits of being in the program. That's not manipulative. That's me being very honest about what my program does for you, right? One of the other benefits of my program, just as an example, right, is that you get to learn how to market your business in the way that works for you, right? So I'm not going to tell you you have to follow X strategy or Y strategy. We're going to look at your business and go, what do you like? What matters to you? Where does your audience like to show up? What are you good at? Okay, then this is how you should show up because of this information, right? That's another huge benefit. Like you don't have to show up in the places that you don't like. You get to show up in the places that work for you. That's not a manipulative promise, right? <laughs> That's another really exciting thing. So think about it from that perspective. What does your audience want? Like what are the results they're looking for? What are the changes in their life that they need? And what are the improvements in their business that they need? Right? And Here's the thing, like if you can make a very specific promise, right? Like if you can guarantee um, to double a conversion rate or um, like if you if you work in that kind of thing or you can guarantee someone will get ranked on the first page of Google or something like that. Like you can make very specific promises if you're going to follow through on them and hold good to them, right? Specific promises are great. <laughs> they're they're very very exciting. So if you have something like that, absolutely use it. Um, but don't say that and then not follow through. That's where it becomes manipulative. So that was a lot of information. Let's just review super quick everything that we just talked about. In summary, copywriting is absolutely not manipulative. It is absolutely fine to use psychology in your marketing plan because, as I said at the beginning. You want to understand people. The whole goal of business is to understand your person, 
understand your ideal client. What makes them tick? What are they afraid of? What are they excited about? What do they get? What get, what motivates them? What do they want from their life? And then you, you use this information to create the content that connects with them, to create an offer that gets them a result, to um, come alongside them and help them on their journey. None of that's manipulative. It's just basic human nature to do that. And it's beautiful. So absolutely use these techniques, the four techniques that we mentioned today, value comparison, objection handling, benefits, and where was the other one? CTAs. I skipped it. <laughs> CTAs. I lost where it was in my notes. These are just four copywriting techniques. There's loads more, but you probably already use them and, I, and you're probably not being manipulative with them. You're probably doing just fine and you're doing a great job of putting your person first. So I hope this is helpful for you to really just give you that reassurance that you're on the right track, give you some ideas of how you can make these things a little bit better, a bit more powerful, a bit more um, useful in your business. And just rest assured that if you are connecting with God, if you are grounding yourself in your faith, if you're reading your Bible, you're spending time in prayer, you're going to a church, if you are nearby a church, <laughs> I know that sometimes some of us live in places where accessing these things is a little trickier, but if you're doing these things to stay connected to your faith and your spiritual walk, chances are you're doing just fine in your business. <laughs> Obviously, there's things that we can work on to improve and to grow in closeness, growing connection, but that spiritual foundation is going to ensure that you know when you're being manipulative and you're not going to pursue that, right? You're going to trust your intuition that doing one thing is not good and doing another thing is better. So allow yourself to feel that intuition and to trust it. You can trust your intuition, <laughs> okay? Um, you can. All right. I think that's all I've got on this topic for you. I hope that that has been insightful. And if you ever need support with these copywriting techniques, if you need that person to come alongside you and help you build that marketing plan in a God-centered way, in a person-centered way, I'm your gal for that. Come to Faith, come, well, come to my Facebook group, Faithfield Business. No, come to Affirm Foundation. Join me in there. I want to work with you. I want to work alongside you and help you build this foundation that your business needs to grow and thrive in a way that feels good and isn't putting pressure on you to perform in ways that you don't want to perform, is putting your ideal client first, front and center, keeping God at the root of everything. It's a really great program and I'd love to work with you over the next year to accomplish all of these things and more in your business. You can find out more about that at sarahbeisel.com slash firmfoundation. See you there. And um, yeah, I'll, we'll see you in next week's episode. Bye. If this episode was meaningful to you in any way, I'd love it if you went to Apple Podcasts and left me a review. Once you've done that, Come hang out with hundreds of other women in the Faithful Business community on Facebook. I would love to meet you there and learn about the business God has called you to create. I'll see you there until the next episode of the Grow Your Christian Business podcast.